0: You're listening to SB Nation Radio. This is the Talk, Talk of, of Fame, fame Network. Network. Sitting in the Hall of
1: Fame. Evan Green. Tony Dungy. The late Dick Stanton, Eddie D. Bartolo. The late Ken Stabler. Marvin Harris. Orlando Pace. The gunslinger, Brett Barr. This is your pro football Hall of Fame class of 2016.
0: Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge.
2: Pressure coming. Picked
1: up Romo. Tries to slide out of the pocket. Chased down from behind.
3: Great job there by the Seahawks of making sure you had absolutely nowhere to go before Cliff Averill.
4: Got him, and Romo is slow to get up. And that is the worst possible sign that any Cowboy fan watching could ever see. Well,
5: it's been an eventful week for quarterbacks, and that's an understatement. We go from one who couldn't stand up to another who
6: won't stand up. Uh, I'll continue to sit. I'm gonna to continue to stand with the people that are being oppressed. This is because I'm seeing things happen to people that don't have a voice. People that don't have a platform to talk and have their voices heard and affect change.
5: That, of course, was Colin Kaepernick. And this, of course, is the Talk of Fame Network. Coming to you from the Renai Studio. And guys, nice to have Renai on board with us. Goose, it'd be nice to have Tony Romo on board with the Cowboys too, right? You no, know, we opened this show with that clip when uh, Romo got hit and hurt last week in Seattle, and it's not as if this is really a surprise. In fact, you know what, Goose? Uh, I remember someone in Dallas warning the Cowboys last week not to play their cow, their quarterback against the Seahawks you have any idea
7: what I'm talking about that that would be yours truly I wrote that with Romo's age and injury history why play him in the games that don't matter the risk exceeds the reward so I wrote the Cowboys should put him in bubble wrap in August they didn't no, they'll be without him for at least the first six games of the season.
5: So it's
8: your fault. It's your
5: fault.
7: <laughs> it's they this Half they Dallas hate listen. you.
5: What's the fallout in Dallas, Goose? I mean, is this the beginning of the end for Tony Romo? I mean, you know, that's two significant back injuries in less than a year. Not good in the contact sport.
7: Yeah, this will be the fourth consecutive season. Romo has missed time with injuries. In the second consecutive time year, he's missed appreciable time. He's 36. You don't get healthier as you age. Shoulders, backs, you know his body's been breaking down with age. But the Cowboys have so much money tied up in him in the next four seasons. $20 million this season, climbing to $28 million by 2019. They can't afford to have him not on the roster. The cap hit would devastate the Cowboys. So when he comes back, he'll play, regardless how rookie deck Prescott fares in his absence.
5: Okay, well, let's now fast forward to another and... Somewhat lesser-known quarterback, although he's dominating the news. Um, that would be San Francisco's Colin Kaepernick. Ron, never has someone who accomplished so little generated so much interest. And you know, I know you're going to address this later in the show uh, with Borges of Bogus, but I'd, I'd like to get your take on this right now because, to me, I mean, I'll be sort of cynical about this. Is it's not as if this is something extraordinary. The guy's been sitting since the middle of last season.
8: <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens to guys like me and you. It goes, we've been in this business too long. Everything is a cynical thing, you know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you're, it's a good point in a way. But, you know, if you're of a certain age, uh, like we are, you remember Tommy Smith and, and Lee Evans thrusting their black-gloved fist in the I remember air. Linda Evans. Yeah. yeah. Well, there, there was that, you know, from the medal stand at uh, the 68 Olympics. If you remember, you would have thought they committed a federal crime. They got thrown out of the Olympics. They were rushed back to the United States. They suffered really for, for years, uh, especially Tommy Smith, for making a, a really a statement about race problems. Now, here we are, nearly 50 years later, and many of those issues still exist. They're the same ones that, that they were... Uh, trying to raise awareness of it. Now Kaepernick's doing the same thing with what I think is a pretty mild protest. So the public reaction, uh, a lot of it's hyperbolic, uh, yet the root of these problems persists, I think in part because we spend too much time as a a society reacting to the symbols and not dealing with the actual issue. We don't want to face it. We don't want to talk about it. It's it's uncomfortable. Uh, And I'll give Kaepernick a lot of credit. He's raised an uncomfortable thing that people have a hard time talking about. And if we don't start talking about it, uh, it's just going to get worse. It's not going to get better.
5: You know, John Carlos is part of that protest, too. And you imagine if social media were around then? Whew, wow.
8: Oh, yeah. Could you? Whoa, yeah. please. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, what, shut down but, the Internet.
5: But, Ron, now we have Jerry Rice telling Colin Kaepernick to respect the flag, and now we have Drew Brees telling him the American flag is, quote, unquote, sacred.
8: What would you tell him? Well, uh, I'll tell you what I'd tell them. I tell them that instead of respecting a piece of cloth, how about we respect the principles for which it stands? Uh, did the NFL respect the flag when they were charging the military to wave it? Where was Jerry Rice and Drew Brees then? Nothing to say because they were getting a piece of the action.
7: If you can't stand for the anthem, go sit in the locker room. Out of sight, out of mind.
8: Well, well uh, I, I think uh, that that would fly in the face of the whole thing. The guy is doing this as a protest, and he's entitled to do that. That's oh, no, the I, I don't disagree. About.
5: Yeah, I, I don't disagree. And to me, what he's done is exceptional in one respect. He made himself relevant again, Ron. That's, <laughs> yeah, we that's did. The, that's, that's the good news. The bad is his relevance has nothing to do with what he's done on the field. Listen, he's eaten 14 the past two years. He's coming off a poor showing last preseason game. And, and I'll tell you, I mean, he's about to get reamed steamed and dry clean when he goes to San Diego this week. I live there. I know about the military presence. I think it's home to something like 95,000 military, including MCRD. So look, I, I, I agree with you. I respect his right to express himself. But I guess my point is, why should we care? I mean, this is a backup quarterback who makes more news by what he doesn't do than what he does. And, and I do agree with his college coach who said, you know, uh, no one ever got ahead by sitting down. I mean, if you want to do something, stand up and do something about it. Don't sit down.
7: I could care less what Colin Kaepernick thinks, says, or does. His only significance to me is as a football player, and he hasn't been much of that lately.
8: Well, you know, that's interesting. You know, I, I think that the, what I care about is, is the message that he's trying to deliver, not the messenger who's bringing it. Uh, to me, it shouldn't carry any more weight if it was Peyton Manning, who would never do this in a million years, by the way. For a lot of reasons that aren't have anything to do with patriotism uh th- and the fact that he's a backup quarterback really doesn't doesn't affect me the issues he's raising a real uh, uh even if the hype that's swirled around him when he was a player wasn't real uh, the latter is why i often say don't fall in love in the first date he wasn't the player people wanted him to be. And now, to me, he's making an important statement, but a lot of people are saying, but he's a backup quarterback. But, so, but, so but what?
5: Ron, I mean, if, if Chris Hagan stood up and said something like this, you know, you go, hey, wait a minute. If Rod Gronkowski does it or Tom Brady does it, that carries more weight. If it's something like a, a backup or, a, 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 you know, I think people go. Yeah, but I mean, why
8: should it? I mean, why why does their opinion uh, have any more validity than somebody else's be, opinion? That's because part of the problem in the country. They're newsmakers. We've become a celebrity country.
5: That's why we don't write about the Chris Higgs. that's why we write about gronk or I write about brady I mean they're people that we're interested in and honestly I mean this guy's got his hands full just trying to keep a job
8: well um, you know yeah he does but clearly people are interested you know it's all over the place you can't get away from it and he yes. can't get away from it and i and I'll say one other thing for him and i've i've always tend to say this even if I don't agree with somebody's position I have yet to hear him whine about the reaction from people who have are killing him uh and, and I give him a lot of credit for that
5: well, you put it out there, you're going to get killed. One Or you get applauded one way or he's got both. But listen, enough of those guys. We also have Trevor Simeon doing what Kaepernick could not, which is stand up and get noticed. He's going to star for the Broncos, uh, making history as he does it. He's the first quarterback, as we've noted on here before, with no career pass attempts to open the season for a defending Super Bowl champion. And good luck with that, Trevor. We don't have Trevor or Colin or Tony Romo with us today, but we do have an all-star cast of guests with 2018 Hall of Fame candidates Ray Lewis and Randy Barber, former Packers coach Mike Sherman, and author Jerry Barker, whose book on the 1986 New York Giants was released last week. I mentioned uh, Lewis and Barber as part of the 2018 class, guys. That's one that we're going to discuss later, but you have taken a look at it, uh, Goose, and I know you know, so does Ron, it's loaded. I mean, we got Lewis, Barber, Randy Moss, Steve Hutchison, Brian Urlacher, Matt Burke. Wow! I mean,
7: that's a nice team. Uh, Clark, there's also a first-team all-decade defensive tackle you left out, Richard Seymour. Plus the NFL. Friend third, of the show.
8: Uh, friend of the show.
7: Dear friend of, of the show. Third <laughs> all time leading scorer, kicker Jason Hansen. I, I can't recall a deeper slate of first ballot candidates in the 20 plus uh, years I've been on the selection committee.
5: Well, I, I know we don't talk much about first ballot cinches. Uh, Rick prevents us from doing that, and rightly right. so. But but I don't think I'm exactly going out on a limb by saying that uh, Ray Lewis is one of those guys. Uh, what I'm interested to hear, Ron, is we've got about a minute left, is uh, seeing what whether he and Erlacher can get in together. I mean, they play the same position. While that really shouldn't preclude them both from getting in, it's unusual to have uh, two players from the same position as part of a five-man modern-era group, right?
8: Yeah, you're you're right, especially if they're defensive players. Uh, but you guys know I don't pay this whole first ballot Hall of Fame thing much attention. But I will say this. If such a thing exists, uh, and the Gooseman would certainly lecture me that it does, Brian Erlacher isn't one of them if Joe Schmidt wasn't. Bill George wasn't, Willie Lanier wasn't, and Jack Lambert wasn't, (laughs) which they were not,
5: by the way. Which they were not. Well, we have a lot to get to in this show, and we'll get started when we come back from our first break. First up, Jerry Barker, whose book, Big Blue Wrecking Crew, Smash Mouth Football, a little bit of crazy, and the '86 Super Bowl champion New York Giants was just released. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number
9: or just bring your own. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai tankless water heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other. Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products.
10: Progressive brings you flowetry with flow. The better
11: you drive, the more you save bears and bats. They live in a cave, but that's irrelevant here. So back to the subject we steer. Snapshot saves you money when you drive safe. I wear corduroy pants. I don't mind that they
10: chafe. The better you drive, the more you can save with Snapshot from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in all states or from all agents.
12: QL1, you've been talking a lot about Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans lately. What would you say is the best reason to use it? It's easy to use. You can get approved in minutes. It's convenient. Hey, uh, QL1, I asked for the best reason. Oh, hold on. I wasn't finished. You can share your pay stubs and bank statements at the touch of a button so you get real numbers, not estimates, and... three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button. Get mortgage.
13: Rocket. Equal Housing Lender, licensed in all fifty states and access dot org number thirty thirty.
3: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story: Marty and the two for four dollar croissant sandwich.
12: Yeah, I go to Burger King. They got that uh, Chris sandwich deal, two for four dollars. It's wicked good with the sausage, dude. And two for four dollars, that is a huge bargain. <laughs> well said, Marty.
3: Tasty, savory, sausage on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant with sandwiches now for just $4. Only at Burger King. Price and participation vary.
14: Hey, we love Burger King grilled dogs. They're made with 100% beef, and they're 100%. Mm. They're so good, they make us want to sing like... I can't
15: believe it. Burger King made a quiggle dog. Made with 100% beef. Flame grilled anytime
6: you want. Labor Day shouldn't mean labor at your grill all day. Get out of your backyard and get over to Burger King for a classic flame-grilled hot dog for just a buck. It's the Dollar Classic Grill Dog Deal this weekend, only at Burger King. At participating restaurants, valid September 3rd and 4th, limit five per transaction while supplies last.
1: Hi, Tom Bodette. Call me old-fashioned, but I just don't get modern art. Time was, if you splattered paint on a canvas, it was called a drop cloth. Now, it's called genius. Well, something modern I do appreciate are the newly renovated rooms in Motel 6. Totally updated with all-new everything, still at a great low price it's like modern art only it looks good and has a point i'm tom Bodet for motel 6 and we'll leave the light on for you book direct at motel6.com
0: this is the talk of fame network on sb nation radio here are your hall of fame voters ron borges rick goslin and clark judge playoffs we'll talk about playoffs you kidding me
5: you know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15 percent or more on car insurance. I means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So go. So where else you should go? Burger King. Labor Day is coming up, and uh, Burger King's got a great deal. Try a classic grilled dog for just one dollar. You heard me, one dollar. Offers valid September, dog. 3rd. Oh. Yeah, September 3rd and 4th. Ron, and participation varies. And you know what the offers are limited to five per transaction five so uh, i think that'll satisfy you Ron. but i'd get over there while supplies last we said we'd get to jerry barca and now we will jerry's authored a book entitled the big blue wrecking crew smash mouth football a little bit of crazy and 86 super bowl champion new york giants it was published this month and it documents the exploits of guys like bill parcells lt lawrence taylor and phil sims Jerry's written for Forbes, The New York Times, Sports Illustrated, and ESPN. And now he's kind enough to join us. Jerry Barco. Welcome to the Talk of Fame Network.
16: Thanks for having me. I'm a little intimidated because you guys are the master uh, craftsmen who, who actually covered this.
7: More, more like plumbers, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we,
8: so did <laughs> we did <laughs> Jerry, cover it.
7: We did cover it. Jerry, you're a Notre Dame grad and previously wrote a book on the 88 championship season and your fighting Irish called The Last Great College Football Season. So what's your connection with the Giants and why featured this particular team?
17: Well,
16: I, I'm a guy from Jersey. I was nine years old, turned 10 during the 86 season. You know, back in 85 when Sean Lendetta missed that punt in Soldier Field against the
5: Chicago Bears, (laughs) I was such an intense fan. Yeah, right? They said it it was the worst kick since Mrs. O'Leary's Cow in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) I actually threw up. I threw up Cheese Whiz.
16: I was so (laughs) into being a fan at that point. So I, I did grow up on these guys. My first year watching football was 83. I know exactly where I was when Parcells lost to the Rams in that opening weekend. And, you know, I thought being able to go back. Uh, 30 years later and look at this team and, and quite honestly guys have a lot of perspective they've grown a lot in life and they can talk about what happened and they can tell you the stories that they haven't told or weren't able to tell say 10 years after this happened so that's why and they're a legendary team I mean the thing is these guys brought you the Gatorade bath that's now ubiquitous in all sports you got the football you got the, the first football player to say I'm going to go to Disney World is Phil Sims after this Super Bowl so there's parts of them that are they have an indelible place in football.
8: Well, Obviously, you did a lot of extensive research here, and there are a lot of tidbits in this book. Uh, Lawrence Taylor wearing 56 out of respect for Hollywood Anderson, of all people. Who knew? So I'm just wondering, how long the the book took you in the making, and how many people did you interview?
16: Well, it took a little over two years, and I mean, you're talking a little over a couple hundred interviews, but the thing about the interviews with the players yeah. themselves, because sometimes you do a 15-minute interview with maybe somebody who was ancillary to the team, but With the players and the prime principals, I mean, in-depth interviews, well over an hour. I spent two hours with Parcells, two and a half hours with Sims, Mark Bavaro, five and a half hours carl banks another two and a half hours so it was very much uh in depth even got don shula on the phone and mike ditka and ernie of because they can round out that perspective that i felt the book needed
5: for the nfl at this time we're speaking with jerry barca author of big blue wrecking crew a book about the 1986 new york giants it's in your stores now and we're speaking to him on the talk of fame network you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com jerry you as you mentioned actually got mark Bavaro to talk (laughs) sounds like you get said to talk to him for five and a half hours, I'm not sure how you did that, but um, you got to talk to him. And Philip McConkey emerges as one of the stars of this book as well. Um, who was your most entertaining interview?
16: That's tough because there's a lot of entertaining stuff that that gets told, and these guys have stories, and they were, you know, they busted chops of each other and pranks and things of that sort. I mean, Bavaro uh, was great because you know he was sort of a Marshawn Lynch type character in the mid '80s. And I thought it was great when he said to me, "Look, I was young. I should have said more. I should have said more back then. These guys were doing their job." But he just—he told me. He said, "I just didn't think at 23, 24 years old that what I said mattered enough. I wasn't sure of my own thoughts, and then they were going to be in writing somewhere." But Bavaro's a guy that I, I talking to him about what was picture day, and he wouldn't talk to the media, and it became a big deal at the Super Bowl. And he told me he said, "No, it's picture day. I put on my uniform." everyone takes the pictures and I got back on the bus then the next day he spoke to him and uh, it was the, I think the New York Post wrote it up as a root canal or, a, or an inquisition from an attorney or Newsday did that or something like that but it was it, you know he's a very interesting character and to be able to get him to open up like that was great Jim Burt's another guy who was entertaining he's the would refer to himself as a dirtbag free agent nose tackle uh, out of Miami you know, forearmed Parcells in the back when Parcells was a defensive coordinator because Parcells didn't play him, and Parcells' headset falls off and he goes out onto the field you know he knocked him so hard he's the guy Jim Burt is actually the guy that started the Gatorade bath so he was tremendously entertaining and then you get this goofy stuff like Raul Allegre and this other kicker living in a basement in Lodi New Jersey you know (laughs) in some Italian having you know meatballs and sausage and pasta dinner with this Italian family you got kickers living in a basement that was the NFL back then
5: quick backstory on that picture day after that, the NFL called it Media Day, and the reason was because they were going to find him, and they said, you can't find him because he showed up for the picture, and they said, okay, we're changing it now to Media Day, and that's when it changed.
16: <laughs> yeah, exactly, and that's, that's part of the stuff. I love the backstories and the origin stories that arise from this team and from this era. The NFL, you know this. They were in a this time of transition. They went from the Ruffian era of the 70s, and this is, in the 80s, they're, they're headed toward becoming a real profession, and this is somewhere in the middle.
7: Jerry, speaking of backstories, did the drug culture of that team surprise you? You
16: know, it's New York, it's the mid-80s. I I can't say that the drug culture surprised me. I'll tell you the two things that did surprise me. I was surprised to learn how caught off guard the NFL was by the drug culture, because you have cocaine go from this drug of the money elite and this big party drug to its proliferation. It was everywhere. and quite frankly, the NFL wasn't really prepared for it. And you have Bill Parcells realizing it's a problem in his first year when the Giants go three twelve and one and he checks himself into an outpatient clinic, and he develops his own outside testing outside of the uh, the collective bargaining agreement. So that kind of surprised me. The other thing that surprised me, uh, was the connection to organized crime? I mean, it, the, you know, of course it's North Jersey, and of course everybody around the country sees Jersey Shore or Sopranos, and that's what they think the entire state is. But the fact that some of these guys were vouched for a, a Genovese crime family associate on Giants letterhead in a letter asking for leniency on them, and we're talking about Lawrence Taylor, Brad Van Pelt, you know, Brian Kelly, who was a linebacker with the Giants, then opens up a uh, a bar that is called Satin Dolls that everyone around the country would know as the Bada Bing from Sopranos yeah. but he's leaving a 500, $500 cash a week in an envelope for a quote unquote consultant uh, who's also an associate of the Genovese crime family. Lawrence Taylor's doing appearances at the uh, birthday parties of Mobster's Kids. I mean that stuff, that was the stuff I'm like wait a second, alright, we, we knew the, the drugs were there but this? Are you kidding me?
8: <laughs> what do you believe was the turning point for that team? When did that eighty six team realize you know they had what it takes to win?
16: Well, I think Parcells' transformation, the one thing I love about the book is it's pre elite Bill Parcells. I mean, once he wins the Super Bowl, he's Bill Parcells on the trajectory of the Hall of Fame. This is him before he's elite. He's fighting for his life professionally. And I think that was a huge turning point when he had the opportunity to start the 1984 season. And he didn't think he, you know, he, there was no guarantee he'd finish 84. But that shifted that team. And then I would say in 86, when they're playing at Minnesota and Sims is coming off 2 Awful games, the worst passer ratings in his entire career ever, and he goes up Minnesota, throws for over 300 yards. It's fourth and 17, they're down 2019, and he stands back there, stands in the pocket, has to look from left to right across the field, hits the last possible receiver for a 22-yard gain. For those guys in that locker room, that's the moment they just started to roll, and then they beat the 49ers on Monday night, beat Denver, go to Washington beat
5: washington and then you know the playoffs weren't really competitive hey jerry we've got a role thanks so much for the time and good luck with the book thank you so much for having me i appreciate it that was jerry barker author of the big blue wrecking crew up next a member of another wrecking crew former baltimore ravens linebacker ray lewis you're listening to from tank
9: to tankless make the right play by choosing Renai tankless water heaters get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products.
14: Hey, we love Burger King Grilled Dogs. They're made with 100% beef and they're 100% Mm -hmm. They're so good they make us want to sing like I
15: can't believe it Burger King made a grill, no. made with 100% made flame. flame grilled anytime you want
6: Labor Day shouldn't mean labor at your grill all day get out of your backyard and get over to Burger King for a classic flame grilled hot dog for just a buck it's the dollar classic grilled dog deal this weekend only at Burger King At participating restaurants valid September 3rd and fourth limit 5 per transaction while supplies last
18: on paper summer is almost over on asphalt that's an entirely different story during the indian motorcycle legendary summer event find great offers on america's first motorcycle like a 1500 trade-in allowance on select models with payments as low as five dollars a day but only for a limited time so see your indian motorcycle dealer today and make your summer legendary promotion offers subject to credit approval offers valid through 9 16 certain restrictions and exclusion supplies see dealer for details always wear a helmet never drink and ride
10: Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow.
11: You are in the driver's seat in complete control in life and on the road. Your driving record is impeccable. And for this, you are greatly rewarded with Snapshot from Progressive. You use your savings to buy a world's best driver t-shirt. It runs a little small.
10: The more righteous you drive, the more you can save with Snapshot from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Snapshot not available in all states or from all agents.
0: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge.
5: Our next guest is one of the premier names in football. And lucky me, I get him now all to myself while Rick and Ron have stepped away. He's also one of the top names of the 2018 Hall of Fame's class. I'm talking, of course, of former Baltimore Ravens linebacker Ray Lewis, who is a two-time Super Bowl champ. Super Bowl MVP, a 13-time Pro Bowler, a 10-time All-Pro, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, and member of the 2000s All-Decade team. Well, we're glad to have him with us. Ray Lewis, thanks for being here. Um, Before we go anywhere, Ray, I want to ask you about something you got going, and that's a pro football legends cruise you're putting together, I think, for next March, which sails on the Royal Caribbean's uh, Jewel of the Seas. I know you have Hall of Famers involved like Warren Moon, Chris Dolman, Tim Brown, but how about telling us a little bit about what that's all about and and who exactly is involved?
19: It's really about life. And and that's what I mean when I say about cross-marketing this thing, Clark. It can really be so creative because, you know, I've reached out to so many different businesses. I'm I'm definitely going to reach out to... Fortune 500, you know, uh, uh, businesses and things like that, because I want to meet with, I want to have these type of people on the boat as well. So now you have an opportunity to talk business for a day or two, you know, cut a deal of somebody that you didn't know in your town. Fans fans are cool. Don't get me wrong. Fans are great. But even business people who's doing a lot of prosperous things, they're fans as well. So I just think it's one of the greatest things, you know, that we have put together One of the concepts came um, when you thought about Hawaii, right? You mentioned 13 times Pro Bowl. But one of the things that I appreciated the most about the Pro Bowl is what happened when all of the guys got together. When when there was no more competition, there was no more fighting each other. It was just, okay, let's go to the bar, let's grab a matai, and let's just laugh and let's talk about what's funny to us. And I think this cruise has that ability to do that. Mm-hmm.
5: Well, I think you're onto something because, you know, uh, rock and rollers typically have been doing this for years, and they make a lot of money off of it. But also, it's a lucrative business because fans want mm-hmm. to interact with them as people. And this is a chance for people to meet um, not just football players, but great football players. And I think it's uh, I think it's March 19th to the 26th, but you're right. You go through some pretty exotic ports, but you get a chance to sit down, with, I guess, just, you know, with regular people and, and they get a chance to talk to you and sort of pick your brain as to what you liked and what you didn't like about the business and just to interact with you.
19: Yeah, and then, and then you, so, so you know what, there's some, another thing that's like really creative, right? So there will be days, you know, to where you would have your autograph sessions,
15: mm-hmm. right?
19: There will be days that you would have your picture sessions. There will be days that we would have panel discussions. Right. You know, so, so, so we're all up there, right? So you have all of these legends on one panel. And, you, you know, in, in different days you have this, these guys and those guys. That's the Man. beauty of the, the, the essence of what I think can be so beautiful, Clark. And, and really, like, like, see, I, I think I, I found a, a kind of a long, extensive deal with, you know, the, the cruise line and so Royal Caribbean. So that's why my excitement is to give players that outlet, is to give fans that outlet that is bigger than the game when you find out really who we are.
5: Well, I, I mentioned the Hall of Famers being involved, and speaking of Hall of Famers, Ray, we've been talking about the class of two thousand eighteen here, and it's loaded. I mean, there's you, Brian Erlacher, Rondi Barber, Steve Hutchinson, and Matt Burke, just to name a few. How would you like to start a football team with that talent?
19: <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing. That's the one thing I always say that the Olympics should have found a way to create that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my
5: question, Ray, would be, who do I start at middle linebacker, you or Erlacher?
19: Oh, wow. That's a question. What's the answer? um, uh, (laughs) That answer for me as well as for him, I think, Will be as easy as for him. I mean, if if you if you don't start me, we got a problem. Yeah.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, you know, speaking of problems, I wanted to ask you this: the Ravens-Steelers rivalry. Is there anything better, not just in football, in sports?
19: No, no. You, you, I don't. You look. We saw Lakers. We saw Celtics. We saw. We we saw San Fran. We saw Dallas. There's Mm -hmm. nothing. More physical and and pissed off just to be pissed off because they're on your schedule. <laughs> yeah.
5: Well, Heinz Ward said there's a hatred. He goes, we hated them. I, I suspect you probably hated them back,
19: probably yeah, twice it, it, as much. It right? Was, it was really it was really the ultimate. It was really the ultimate love hate relationship. Right? You respected them, but you hated them because they are gonna mm-hmm. give you oh my gosh. Because I mean we was. We was looking to, yeah, we was looking to do damage, cold side.
5: You retired after the 2012 season, and since then, it seems as if the NFL is legislating defense out of the game. Do you like the direction it's going? I mean, would you like to be a young Ray Lewis breaking into the league now? Because it seems to me some of what you and your teammates were doing, they're not going to allow it anymore.
19: No, I wouldn't want to be. I I don't know if I can play in today's time. I mean, uh, you know, fuck man you know you, you ask yourself I ask myself this question all the time right and you know people are like why you don't watch football you know no more and and not passionate about it. I said you know I will never stop being passionate about it but it's it's a bad when they're treating the product the way that they're treating us like you can't treat players like that you can you know and and morally if you want to sit at the top of that food chain and tell mm-hmm. us to play football the way that you're trying to really monitor this game, you know, you got people 6'5", 6'2", 6'3", 6'7", and so now, you, and now you're asking everybody to have the same target zone? Like, we've created a word in sports called targeted. all right? Mm-hmm. That's if you want to do archery. That's if you want to <laughs> go through some mess that stuff where you call oh, that's freaking mess, right? You don't bring that mess in freaking in a live game where there are moving pieces and everything is always going to be one of the biggest things that, that I think has bothered me the most. You look at the college, the, the collegiate game, Clark, and I want you to understand this. You know how hard it is for these kids to even get on the football field, to start, to go through 80, 90-plus guys. And now they've created a rule that's trickling now from the NFL. They've created a rule where they can kick a kid out of the game from a judgmental eye of a ref because he says he was targeting his head. Really? Right. Uh, really. I watched this kid from, from Ohio State get kicked out last year, defensive end from Ohio State, and I watched this baby cry, kiss, tear. He couldn't cry no more.
5: Well, they've, they've and, got a and, rule now in the NFL, Ray. You get kicked out with two unsportsmanlike uh, conduct penalties.
19: You know, you can, you can try to sooner or later, you're, you, you, you're only going to be able to hurt the players enough. Mm-hmm. Sooner or later, it's gonna it's gonna backfire because you can't keep doing these guys like this and doing families like this and and affecting people's livelihoods and kids and you you're affecting you know I think sports don't realize when you start to do things like that you start to affect generations of people taking care of their families. You're taking money away from these people from you telling us you created a game that's supposed to be played this way. Don't change the game in the middle of now. If you want to make the game better, make it better. But yeah. don't change the game because of lawsuits and all these other things. Clark, it's just a, it's a really, it's a really, it's a bad thing. And I, and I, it's terrible to watch sports now because I, I'm so tired of referees freaking throwing flags. Oh, I agree with
5: you. I agree with you 100. percent And and we've got about a minute left, but I I agree with you 100%. But you know, Ray, they're they're trying to make the game safer. And that's what what they're saying. That's why they're taking a lot of that uh, contact out of the game. But to me, they've compromised, as you mentioned, with all the stoppages. There's so many stoppages. And I was surprised to hear what you said earlier. You don't watch
19: football? You don't watch football? you can't. When you sit there and you watch the perfect hit. You watch the perfect hit. And then you watch the referee throw a flag. And then you watch them replay it three or four, five, six times. And you see he never touched his head. You can't yeah. watch the game. I'm too passionate for that, Clark. My, my, my heart, man, I love sports. I love it. But you can't take that part away from me. Don't take the natural part of competition away from pure competitors. You can't do that. You just can't do that. And so that's, my, that's why it's hard for me to watch sports right now. On this really sports, I, I try to watch now. I watch my son. Right. My son's at Utah State right now. He's starting as a mm-hmm, freshman, Ray Right. Charles Lewis. He's, he's starting this Thursday night against Weber State. I'm going to cheer my butt off. <laughs> and, 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 and we and we made that decision. Funny enough, we made that decision because he was playing corner, right? He was playing corner his whole high, high school career. Clark and I, I ended up telling him, "I'm like, son, listen, the game is going a different way. Right. Defenders won't be able to descend by the time you get into the league. Yeah, so no, if that's you're right. gonna play the game, play the game on the wide receiver side, so it favors you." <laughs> I wouldn't even tell nobody somebody to play defense no more.
5: <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's hard for you to watch football. You know what? It's even harder for me to say goodbye to you, Ray, but we've got to run here. So I'm going to sign off. And listen, best of luck with your Legends cruise. It sounds like a great idea. And yeah. thank you so much for joining us.
19: Absolutely, Clark. Thank you
5: again, man. That was former Baltimore Ravens linebacker Ray Lewis. Up next, why Max Speedy should be in the Hall of Fame. Never heard of him? Shame on you. You will. You're listening to the Talk
9: of Fame Network. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai tankless water heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other. Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products.
12: QL1, this is Control, checking in to see how excited you are for launch. Over. Well, actually, I'm kind of bored. You're about to travel 17,000 miles per hour through Earth's atmosphere, and you're bored? It just doesn't sound that exciting after using Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I was able to get a completely online custom mortgage approval in minutes. Wow, that is impressive. 3, 2, 1. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button.
13: Get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. org number 3030.
14: They're so good, they make us want to sing like...
6: Labor Day shouldn't mean labor at your grill all day. Get out of your backyard and get over to Burger King for a classic flame-grilled hot dog for just a buck. It's the Dollar Classic Grill Dog Deal this weekend, only at Burger King. At participating restaurants, valid September 3rd and 4th limit five per transaction while supplies
18: last. On paper, summer is almost over on asphalt that's an entirely different story during the indian motorcycle legendary summer event find great offers on america's first motorcycle like a $1,500 trade-in allowance on select models with payments as low as $5 a day but only for a limited time so see your indian motorcycle dealer today and make your summer legendary promotion offers subject to credit approval offers valid through 9 16 certain restrictions and exclusion supplies see dealer for details always wear a helmet never drink and ride <laughs>
0: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. You play to win the game. And Labor Day is just around the corner. I'll
5: tell you what, there's no better place to spend it than a Burger King, where you can get a classic grilled dog for just $1. $1. Offers valid September 3rd and 4th, and participation varies. Offers are limited to five. You have five per transaction, so I'd get over there while supplies left. We're also sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. You know what? Probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. So go there and take your Burger King classic dog with you. Hey, before I forget, guys, I, I want to mention a significant event in Hall of Fame history. You know what? It was 50 years ago. It's past Monday, August 29th that the Beatles played their last live show. Not including, of course, the Let It Be soundtrack, but the last live show, and it was at Candlestick Park, which, like the Beatles, is no longer. So anyway, happy anniversary, Ringo and Paul. Okay, I know we almost always talk about the NFL and the Pro Football Hall of Fame on here, guys, but I couldn't help but notice what the University of Tennessee did this week. Did you guys see it? You it. I did. Yeah, it, it, it announced it's going to wear helmet patches this year in honor of the late Pat Summit. Pat, of course was a legendary UT basketball coach who passed away this summer. I I know she wasn't involved in football, but she was a giant. We've talked about her her on the show before. Hall of Fame giant, in fact. Won more games than any coach, period. So here's to Tennessee for an idea. Honestly, I like a lot.
7: I think the NFL should take a page out of the UT handbook. Here's my suggestion. Give all 32 teams a spot on the helmet each season for a cause, whether it's the arm and cause of the Cowboys, breast cancer, Parkinson's, dementia, domestic violence, Red Cross Southern Army, whatever. Each team should be allowed to recognize a single cause of its choice for an entire season with a helmet decal. Wow, goose.
8: Odell is spinning right now. There's no income off of that. Are you crazy? Yeah, that's right. You a, but there you will be if a Jerry Jones. You can have gets a, a oil thing there. It'll you know, <laughs> be much better. Uh, but I like the thing they're doing with with uh, Pat. Uh, I think that uh, uh, acknowledging someone who did not only did so much, but the thing I, I remember most about her was when they was brought up the possibility of her taking over the men's team, and she said, "Who says that's a better job?" Yeah, I, right. I thought that was one of the great things ever. It right. really, right. you know, showed what she was about and and helped raise the women's game.
5: Yeah, terrific, but never get in the way of her stare. Wow, she'd clear you down. Wow. Um, but congratulations, anyway, to the University of Tennessee football program. Uh, terrific idea. Now <laughs> the football team can only be as good as the school's marketing department. Um, and speaking of good ideas, that was a good one. Here's another one, guys. Put former Cleveland Browns wide receiver Max Beatty in the Hall of Fame. You're on the senior committee. You can do it. Put him in. He wasn't a good receiver. He was a great one. Four times, in fact, he led the league in catches. Twice he led the league in yardage. Eight of his 10 pro seasons, he was all pro. In all seven of his seasons with the Cleveland Browns, he went to championship games, all seven, he won five of them. He's on the NFL's 1940s all-decade team and his average of 800 yards receiving per year stood for two decades after his retirement. So what's he missing? Well, nothing except the endorsement of his former coach, Paul Brown, who is in the Hall of Fame. And that seems to have sabotaged Mac Speedy's candidacy. You see, Mac left the Browns after 1952 when he was the team's MVP, for Canada and more money. Paul Brown didn't like it. He promised, at least according to Max Beatty, that he would get his revenge. You know what? He did. Max Beatty isn't in Canton. He wasn't put in the Browns' ring of fame or Hall of Fame until 1999 or until Al Lerner took over the expansion Cleveland Browns. Otto Graham was on those great Browns teams, and he was inducted into the Hall in 1965. Dante Lavelli was on that team, too, and he was inducted in 1975. Seven of those Browns are in the hall, but Max Speedy is not and hasn't been discussed since 1983. I'd like to see that change, and I'd like to see it change
7: now. Clark, there are 12 all-decade wideouts currently in the senior pool. Why is Speedy more deserving than a Gary Collins, Drew Pearson, or Harold Carmichael?
5: Because, Goose, he was the first in line. You always tell me, respect the queue. I'm respecting the queue. He was first in line. He left the NFL after the 52 season, as I pointed out. Quit football after 1955. He also has more championships. Me at five with Cleveland uh, than the other guys. He was all league in six of the seven years he played the All-America Football Conference slash NFL. And, and two of the three played in Canada. Um, as I mentioned, he, he led the league in receptions four times. Averaged more yards per season than any receiver who followed for two decades.
7: The way I look at it, yeah, he must have been doing something right. So you got uh, Ray Lewis behind Tommy Nobis? Uh, no. Respect the cue, Clark. No, Respect yeah, the cue. I no, I don't. Respect
5: the talent. I do have Ray Lewis behind Joe Schmidt, and you mentioned that earlier. I think Ron was the guy I mentioned earlier, but no, I'm respecting the cue. That's the I'm also respecting that signal. It means that we're almost out of time, so let's get started, guys, with The two-minute drill. I'm going to ask Derek Burns, our producer. We'll run the clock. So let's get going. Five years from now, what will we be saying about Colin Kaepernick?
7: Didn't he used to play for the 49ers?
8: (laughs) Same thing Marlon Brando said in the movies. Could have been a contender.
5: Now that Joey Bosa is signed, what should the Chargers expect from him this season?
7: What he gave Ohio State last season. Five sacks. (laughs) Wrong. A pulled hammy. Dak Prescott, Dak Rambo, or Dakeree? The No Dak Fighting Sioux. Daiquarees on the back porch.
5: Why does Tim Tebow want to play baseball?
7: Because diamonds are a quarterback's best friend. <laughs> Simple than that, because he doesn't want to go to work.
5: Jerry Jones has a problem with Ezekiel Elliott weed shopping. you?
7: Shopping, no. Buying, yes. <laughs> Rather that than shopping in the gun shop.
5: <laughs> Andrew Luck is smart. We all know that. So why
7: doesn't he have a smartphone? Because he's smart. He's not addicted like the rest of us. Because he's not only smart, he's really smart.
5: <laughs> True or false? The Broncos failed to make the playoffs.
7: True. You may be buying Trevor Simeon, but I'm not. False. They make the playoffs,
8: just not for long.
5: Barkevius Mingo. That'd be Ron's Barkevius Mingo makes the Hall of Fame of names. So who's next?
7: Another Brown, Fair Hooker.
8: Ooh, good one. My favorite of all time, Early Win.
5: Fair here. There is no such thing as a fair hook. Is there? yeah. that there. Yeah. Better ask Ron that question. Why was <laughs> Marshawn it. Lynch taking practice reps with Cal in Australia?
8: Cal Ripken? <laughs> it was that, a wrestle with a koala bear, and he didn't want to be going to beast mode.
5: Paul Kruger says the Browns mishandled his release. What did they do wrong?
7: They cut a pass rusher instead of trading him to the Cowboys. <laughs> what they did wrong was sign him in the first place.
5: Why did the Chiefs play hardball with Eric Berry?
7: Because safeties don't matter. The Hall of Fame has been reminding of this for 36 years and counting. Because they could, he likes them.
5: What's the over-under on Jadavian Clowney's starts?
8: Eight, he's a Tony Romo of defensive linemen. Six, he's gonna make Tony Romo look like the Iron Horse.
5: <laughs> Why would Robert Kraft serve on the newly formed Chairman Committee when it's supposed to assist Roger Goodell, the guy who suspended Tom Brady?
7: Because committee chairs are another box he can check off on his Hall of Fame resume.
8: Because Clark, he knows what really happened to those balls, and it wasn't ideal.
5: <laughs> the San Francisco Police Department wants an apology from the 49ers for Colin Kaepernick's comments. What are the
8: chances it gets one?
7: None. Kaepernick is safe because San Francisco is a sanctuary city. <laughs>
8: <laughs> About the same as the police are balsying for false arrest. <laughs>
5: That's the end of our first hour, but don't go anywhere. When we return, we'll sit down with former Green Bay coach Mike Sherman, now a high school football coach, and 2018 Hall of Fame candidate Rondé Barber. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance.
1: Hi, Tom Bodette. Seems like everyone's got an idea for a startup. From innovations like laundry sharing to startups that help other startups start up. Well, rather than starting up, Motel 6 is starting fresh by renovating rooms nationwide, still for a great low price. It's a smart place to invest your capital every time you venture. Unlike my cat cologne Startup. Fail. I'm Tom Bodette and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com
4: Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Water.
0: Hey, it's me, Water. Ah, look, about what happened in your apartment with a broken pipe. Um, I just wanted to apologize for ruining all your stuff and I hope this can all just be some me under the bridge someday. Oh, and also I'm not paying for anything. Okay, bye.
4: Water never pays for water damage. Luckily, the GEICO Insurance Agency makes getting coverage a snap. Visit GEICO.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. QL1, this is Control, checking in to see how excited you are for launch.
12: Over. Well, actually, I'm kind of bored. You're about to travel 17,000 miles per hour through Earth's atmosphere, and you're bored? It just doesn't sound that exciting after using Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I was able to get a completely online custom mortgage approval in minutes. Wow, that is impressive. Three, two, one... Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket.
13: Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLSConsumerAccess.org, number 3030.
3: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story Marty and the two for $4 Chris Sandwich.
12: Yeah, I go to Burger King. They got that uh, Chris Sandwich deal, two for $4. It's wicked good with the sausage, dude. And two for $4? That is a huge bargain. Yoch, <laughs> well said,
3: Marty. Tasty, savory sausage on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant sandwich sandwiches now for just four dollars. Only at Burger King. Price and participation vary.
0: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters: Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge.
5: When you start telling me it doesn't matter,
0: you retire.
8: Get out.
5: Welcome back to hour number two of the Talk of Fame Network. We'll be talking more in the next 60 minutes about the Hall's class of 2018 and sit down with former Tampa Bay cornerback Rondé Barber. But first, as advertised as part of our high school coaching series, Mike Sherman is here with us. Mike returned to his roots last fall, taking over the Nauset Regional High School football team on Cape Cod, 37 years after beginning his coaching career at Stamford High in Connecticut. You know what? Right along the way, he coached the Green Bay Packers. You am sure you remember that. They were his family's favorite team growing up back in Massachusetts. And he coached them to three division titles, four playoff appearances, and five consecutive winning seasons. And later, well, later he led Texas A&M, where he successfully recruited future Heisman Trophy winner Johnny Manziel, and also had first-round draft pick Ryan Tannehill playing for him. Well, there he took them to three bowl games in four years as a head coach. Now, Well, now we're pleased to have Mike, who enters his second season as Nauset High's regional coach as part of our high school football series. Mike Sherman, you're on with Clark, Rick, and Ron, and thanks for joining us.
2: How
8: you doing, fellas? We're doing good, Mike. Probably not as good as you because you're on the Cape. But, uh, <laughs> you know, when you came out of retirement to, to take over Nauset's program, it was really a national – became a national news story. I know there was talk about doing a reality show with you and all that. Is rebuilding a high school program more difficult – than you expected it would be?
2: Well, I knew it was going to be tough. You know, I've always had tremendous respect. When I was a college coach at A&M or a a pro coach at Green Bay, uh, we always had tremendous respect for the high school coaches because everything really starts there. The development of these kids, not just as as players, but as people. And so without the high school coaches – uh, none of us uh, in college or in the NFL would have uh, the players we need, uh, the type of players we need to play with. But uh, so I always had great respect, and I knew going back was going to be tough. Uh, things are a little bit different. Uh, you walk out on the field, and uh, you're looking for the footballs. Where are the footballs? Where are the kicking teams? You know, normally, <laughs> normally uh, those things are lined up for you. You know, and you get on the bus and go to the game. I mean, we we're going into Boston for one game, and. Uh, we were stuck in traffic, and we get a little bit of a late start because I had my typical walk-through panic attack at the last minute. So we get everybody off the bus, walk through some plays, got back on the bus. and so we get stuck in Boston traffic, and uh, I just had this funny feeling. Was a, uh was a police escort, you know, and there was, there was no police escort in high school. So, so there was, I had a number of wake-up calls during the last season. Uh, Football is still football. The length of the field and the width is still the same, but uh, there are some things that are quite different in high school than maybe at a major college or the NFL, no question.
7: Mike, what is the fundamental difference between being a high school coach and someone running an NFL team or a national college bar?
2: You know, it's funny. You know, I, I, I used to speak at clinics, uh, whether it was in Wisconsin or Texas, wherever I was, and and I and I was truthful when I said you know you, there are people in this room that can do my job uh, just as good if not better than I'm doing it and uh, I, I've had the fortunate uh, distinction of meeting a lot of great high school coaches but I say the the job is the job now the level of pressure uh, rises as you get up higher and as you cash your paycheck monthly and you see that uh, what's left over uh, <laughs> uh, it's a little bit, a little bit different and uh, so th- that's part of it. Um, I think the fact that you have no control over your personnel is the biggest one. Uh, in college, uh, you have an open season to go recruit the best players you possibly can. And uh, in the National Football League, you can draft the best players that are available when you're ready to pick. But in high school, the demographics uh, of your region uh, dictate your talent pool. And uh, and unfortunately for us, we, we don't have just a lot of football players on the outer Outer part of Cape Cod uh, that extends out into the Atlantic Ocean. We get a lot of a lot of fishermen, a lot of uh, oyster farmers, uh, carpenters, uh, uh, service people. You know, we have five million visitors during the summer. But uh, when those guys go home, uh, they take with them uh, a lot of the people. So, uh, but the guys we have are real tough kids, and they they work hard, and uh, you know. They they give you everything they got, I guarantee that.
5: We're speaking with former Green Bay head coach Mike Sherman, who's now the head coach of the Nauset Regional High football team on Cape Cod. And, Mike, you talked about the the dearth of football talent where you are. uh, Your team went... One in ten, and I know that because Ron told me that, and um, I know you finally yeah, won Ron late tell in s- the
2: yeah. yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I try to really keep that. it a secret, but yeah. Yeah. you never said it in the introduction, so I thought I was buying
8: so. <laughs> <laughs> it. You were slipping in when you weren't looking, Mike. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, but you got
2: a, yeah, a Bostonian there bringing up all uh, negative stuff. You but, but you <laughs>
5: did finish fast, you won late in the season, so I will throw that in there. Yeah. Now, the, the question is uh, how difficult. Was it to cope with with rebuilding, you know, a high school program after all the years of success you had in the NFL, and as, especially in major college football as well?
2: Well, you know, we, when I was at uh, when I went to Green Bay, we, you know, the previous season wasn't so good, and we had a we had to kind of rebuild there, and the, obviously in Texas A&M, we kind of had to uh, establish and get the players we wanted to get. So that part's a little bit different, but. You know, you, you can, like I said, you, in college, in the NFL, you can go out and get players. In high school, you can't get them. So the guys you have are the guys you have. And uh, unfortunately, the, uh, you know, soccer, is, this is in Texas, and uh, soccer is uh, uh, is a predominant sport here on Cape Cod, uh, as is baseball. Uh, I'd say football is probably uh, maybe third tied with lacrosse. So it's a little bit different uh, mentality as what I've been used to. Uh, even in Wisconsin, it was, I would say football was number one uh, in high schools, and obviously in Texas it's number one. But here we're, we're running probably third place right here. But, uh, but, you know, the coaches I coach against are great coaches. They do an unbelievable job, uh, very competitive, classy guys. So uh, all that part's good.
8: Obviously, Mike, in the, in the pros, it's obvious what your responsibilities. when Win, you know, big-time college probably is pretty much the same. Uh, it strikes me that high school – for a coach is a little bit different what, what's in your mind the greatest responsibility a high school coach has when dealing with these young kids
2: well you know i I'll give you a great example i mean last year i mean i, I knew it when we started the season it was gonna be a rough season and just because I, we didn't have the numbers we didn't have the size we needed and Realized we had a lot of good, tough, tough kids and gave it everything they had. So they had to get something out of it. So, uh, and winning is winning. I mean, winning is fun. Being in that winning locker room, there's nothing like that. There's always been a motivation of mine that's I always want to be in the winning locker room because that's a great time when you connect with uh, and build relationships with people. But halfway through the season, I realized that wasn't going to be, that was not going to be a uh, something that we're going to enjoy on a weekly basis. And I said, these kids better get something out of us more than just... Uh, losing a football game. So, uh, we really, you know, we started out, we, we did a lot with character development at the beginning of the season and uh, throughout the course of the year, trying to explain to the kids uh, the adversity that they're facing, the tough times they're facing, That the, they're going to pass. We just we hang together and fight through this and, you know, you become better men because of it and how we handle the adversity. And uh, so, I, th- I think there are a lot of lessons to be learned. And a lot, and a lot of times, the, the players, like your own kids do, they look at you. How do you respond to it? How are you handling it? And uh, and they kind of follow suit to how you react. So I, I think you know character development is, is should be at all time high at the high school level, where you're really teaching these kids uh, loyalty, trust, respect, discipline, integrity, honesty, accountability, all the things that uh, that you want in the football team, and uh, you work towards whether you win or lose. You work towards those things.
7: Mike, outside of the fact that you don't play in 60 million dollar high school stadiums like they do here in Texas what is the biggest difference between texas high school football and massachusetts high school football
2: well you know up in the northeast i mean there's a lot of diversity here in relationships a lot of things to do you know and uh and uh from all aspects whether it's athletics uh, academics the arts things of that nature uh so kids are involved in multitude of different things Uh, and and so it's watered down quite a bit where uh, in the state of Texas, I mean, uh, every kid grows up uh, in those towns uh, wanting to be, whether he's in Sillsby, Texas, or DeSoto, Texas, or wherever he's playing high school, uh, Beaumont Central, Texas, wherever he is in Texas, being the high school football player in that town is a big deal. And uh, they kind of grew up with that. That's part of their culture. It's not necessarily a culture we have up here. You know, I'm trying to change that a little bit, but uh, there's a lot of other things that get in the way of, of what you want as a football coach. you know, kids want to be involved in the in the in drama club, want to be in the band, want to play mu- musical instrument. All great things. Uh, so football necessarily isn't uh, isn't the number one show in town
5: all the time hey Mike unfortunately we're out of time but thanks so much for joining us and you know what best of luck getting those warriors back on track
2: all thank you
5: thanks Mike that was former Green Bay coach Mike Sherman and guys what's amazing to me is everyone we've had on in this series Drew Bledsoe a couple weeks ago Leonard Marshall last week Mike Sherman this they all seem so comfortable coaching high school kids
7: yeah, Mike, uh, Mike has lived in the pressure cooker in Green Bay. He lived in the pressure cooker at Texas A&M. He's now out of the pressure cooker. He can get back to what he likes, coaching kids and teaching.
8: Yeah, teaching, I think, is the operative word. Uh, you know, all three of us, were blessed to have good uh, coaches ourselves, and good coaches are teachers. Uh, and to be a good teacher, uh, you have to have one thing. You have to love kids. And I think Mike really does that. You can see it when he's with these kids. He's stern, uh, but he's on their side.
5: Yeah, now Ronnie's got to teach him how to win, right? Yeah, anyway. Up next, we're going to be talking about winners. We're going to be talking about the Hall of Fame class of 2018.
4: You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Tree
6: Branch. Hi, uh, it's me, Tree Branch. So, about the other night, look, it's no secret your roof and I never quite got along. It's a roof and I'm a branch, and that's how these things go. But I'm calling to say I'm really, truly sorry about what I did to your gutters and skylight. And also, I'm not paying for the damage. Okay, uh, bye.
4: Trees never pay for roof damage. Luckily, one call to the GEICO Insurance Agency makes it easy to switch and save on homeowner's insurance.
12: QL1, you've been talking a lot about Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans lately. What would you say is the best reason to use it? It's easy to use. You can get approved in minutes. It's convenient. Hey, uh, QL1, I asked for the best reason. Oh, hold on. I wasn't finished. You can share your pay stubs and bank statements at the touch of a button so you get real numbers, not estimates, and... Three, two, one... Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com.
13: Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030.
9: Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products.
14: Hey, we love Burger King Grilled Dogs. They're made with 100% beef, and they're 100% Mm -hmm. They're so good they make us wanna sing like I
15: can't
6: Labor Day shouldn't mean labor at your grill all day. Get out of your backyard and get over to Burger King for a classic flame-grilled hot dog for just a buck. It's the dollar classic grilled dog deal this weekend, only at Burger King. At participating restaurants, valid September 3rd and 4th, limit five per transaction while supplies last.
1: Hi, Tom Bodette. Call me old-fashioned, but I just don't get modern art. Time was, if you splattered paint on a canvas, it was called a drop cloth. Now, it's called genius. Well, something modern I do appreciate are the newly renovated rooms in Motel 6. Totally updated with all-new everything, still at a great low. Price. It's like modern art, only it looks good and has a point. I'm Tom Baudet for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com.
18: On paper, summer is almost over. On asphalt, that's an entirely different story. During the Indian Motorcycle Legendary Summer Event, find great offers on America's first motorcycle, like a $1,500 trade-in allowance on select models, with payments as low as $5 a day, but only for a limited time. So see your Indian motorcycle dealer today and make your summer legendary. Promotional offers subject to credit approval. Offers valid through nine thirty sixteen. 16 Certain restrictions and exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Always wear a helmet, never drink and ride. This is
0: the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law.
5: Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And you know what? Probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. You know where else you should go? Burger King. Because Labor Day is coming up this weekend, and no better place to spend it than at Burger King, where you can get a classic grilled dog for just $1. The offer is valid September 3rd and 4th, and participation varies. Offers are limited to five per transaction, so... I get over there while supplies last.
8: Clark, if I wear a mask and I go and get another five, <laughs> take the mask off and get five more.
5: I hope. Uh, I don't know. You better check with those guys at uh, Burger King. <laughs> I like gonna...
8: it. You <laughs> can't beat those dogs.
5: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Or do you know what, Ron? Just have your your son go up and get five of his own. You know. There what? you go. <laughs> there you Perfect. go. Just have your son do it.
8: Perfect. Why didn't I think of it? Maybe I or said have Mike Sh- Or have Mike
5: Sherman do it. Listen, we, we talked to Mike in the early segment. I enjoyed listening to him, and I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I mean, he sounds as relaxed as I've ever heard him, and and yet he's coaching a team that was 0-8 last season and, and really competitive only one game.
7: Yeah, these guys all got into coaching way back when because they wanted to help players improve, but the higher you rise in your profession, the more pressure to win. So leaving the NFL or the NCAA to go back to high school allows a coach to get back to his roots, coaching kids, teaching kids, improving kids. As the coaches move up, the focus becomes winning, not teaching.
8: And, you know, I, you're right. And he's a terrific teacher, as you guys know. I went down in the last August to see him. You know, he had a field full of little people. It was like, uh, you know, it's a small world after all. <laughs> I mean, it was unbelievable. And it turns out a third of the kids on the team were in the eighth grade because they didn't have enough kids. And uh, it was, Sherman had a classic moment. Uh, he's trying to buck them up. And he says to this one sophomore running back, who's a tiny little kid, uh, he's, he's find, trying to find something good after a bad practice. And he says, I forget the kid's name, you know, Clark, uh, you know, yeah, You had a good day there, you know. I like you. I don't like you a lot. I only like you a little, but I like you. <laughs> <laughs> they all cracked up, you know. It was, it was great to see it.
5: <laughs> hey, hey, Ron, when you and your son are going out the door to uh, go to Burger King, you going to catch in any of Mike's games this fall? You going to catch any of those games? I mean, they got to win really- one sooner or later, right?
8: Yeah, no. He asked me to come down, and they had a couple, a uh, little hard luck, a couple times, and uh, uh, so I am going to come down. But I'm scouring the schedule right now because I'd like to get down there when he gets a win, because uh, it's been a little <laughs> bit rough for him. And a couple of those teams he plays are are sort of powerhouses in that part of the state, and, and you know they pounded him pretty good last year. Beat the NFL oh. coach deal, you know.
5: Yeah, I understand what you're talking about, Ron, oh, yeah. because you like winners, yes, you do, and I there do. are plenty
8: of them. Not on Mike's
5: team, but in the Pro Football Hall of Fame's <laughs> class of 2018. Maybe in Mike's team in a couple of years, but hope they get back on top here. Uh, we've already looked ahead to the class of 2017 on this program. and includes guys like LaDainian Tomlinson, Heinz Ward, Jason Taylor, Brian Dawkins, Donovan McNabb. Um, but you know what? You look at what's next. We spoke about that earlier, and we did speak to Ray Lewis in the first hour, but he's going to be joined by, you know, Erlacher, Brian Erlacher, Randy Moss. Steve Hutchinson, as Goose mentioned, uh, Richard Seymour, how fast they forget, Matt Burke, Rondé Barber, uh, Jason Hansen, who Goose mentioned also. And in fact, we're going to be joined by Rondé Barber, too, in a few minutes. But Goose, as as we said, that class of 2018 is loaded. So let's start with the group as a whole. How many of these guys do you believe wind up in Canton? And I'm not talking about in 2018. I mean, ever.
7: I think Lewis Moss and Urlacher will probably go in fairly quickly. They were high-profile players in high-profile positions. But interior offensive linemen tend to wait. That does not bode well for Hutchison, a guard, Mm
10: -hmm.
7: or Burke, a center. Barber also plays a position that the Hall of Fame does not favor. There are only 14 corners in the Hall of Fame. Three of them got into seniors. Seymour's interesting. First-team all-decade guy. That's a rubber stamp to Canton. But he doesn't have that any particular stat that knocks you out of your seat. So I'm actually here, Ron Borges presentation for Seymour. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and it will be a be. powerful one. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. You got Tippett in. I mean, you could get Seymour in and listen, as we said earlier, uh, Ray Lewis should be the first in. I would be shocked if he weren't. Um, but Ron, who's next? Richard Seymour? Uh, no, it's not Richard Seymour. Who's next? Uh, Erlacher?
8: No, it probably should be in some ways. Uh, you know, he played a position that's an unselfish position, which there aren't many of. And, uh, he sacrificed these kinds of opportunities for them to win. Uh, but I think it's Randy Moss by a wide margin. Uh, you do? I really do. Yeah. I mean, look, he was the most feared receiver uh, mm-hmm. in the game for about a decade. He, he was still breaking records late in his career when he came to New England. Uh, look, it never ended well wherever he went. And his playoff record it isn't sterling. But to me, he's head and shoulders above these, these other guys. I mean, people were petrified to play against Randy Moss.
7: I, I'd probably go Urlacher because I haven't determined yet if Clark hates Moss like he does Owens. <laughs> I haven't determined He can't that hate either. anybody like he hates Owens. He doesn't hate I the haven't determined like that he either. hates Owens.
8: You're right, Ron.
5: I'll give you a quick answer. No, no, there's no way. <laughs>
7: The triple-axe uh,
8: murders he likes better than he likes Terrell <laughs> Lizzie Borden's
5: in my Hall of Fame. Hey, is, is there a sleeper in this class, Goose?
7: I uh, think it's hard to say there's a sleeper because all these guys are essentially all-decade performers. The only two mm-hmm. who are not are Burke and Hanson, so I guess they'd be sleepers. But I, both of them, I think, loom as long shots for Ken.
5: Well, Ron, you mentioned that, that Randy Moss. I want to go back to that because his candidacy, to me, is intriguing for basically the same reason Goose just mentioned because he's a lot like Terrell Owens in some respects. He's a star whom teams eventually gave up on. Except to me, there are two, difference, two differences. One is uh, he was not a toxic teammate. And two, he was the best bad ball receiver I ever saw. And I remember Jim Johnson saying, you can't cover him with a corner. you got to put a safety on top of him. He'll go deep and he'll kill you.
8: Well, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, even when he late in his career, when he came to New England, he used to tell Brady early on, you don't get it, man. I'm open when I'm covered. And Brady figured that out. He was open when he was covered because of all those sort of skills. And he obviously wasn't the divisive uh, type of character that T.O. That, uh, was in, the, you know, in many locker rooms. Uh, he was a bit of a complainer, and, and to be honest, he quit on the Raiders. Uh, you know, but other than that, I mean, they had a lot of problems too. So uh, not that that's a reason to quit, but he did. Uh, but other than that, his problems to me were, were more with meter maids than they were with, and with Packer fans, uh, you know, more than they were with his teammates or his coaches. So uh, I don't think it's really fair to hold against him. And I think he'll be looked at far differently than your pal, T.O.
7: If he quit on the Raiders, he lost Ron's vote. Well, uh, you know, I didn't say it's going to go unanimously. Yeah, he's got there one go. guy against
5: him. There's one down. You can find eight hey, more, and he's it, gone. You're
7: going to vote for who? Hey, after, <laughs> after his rookie season, I thought this guy could be the greatest receiver the NFL has ever seen. You know, but, but the motor didn't always run. When it right. did, he gave corners and defense coordinators headaches. You he couldn't cover him with one guy. He couldn't even cover him with two. But the motor didn't always run.
5: You're right, Coos. Remember the second half of that 2000 NFL, uh, NFC championship game against the Giants? He quit? They really really just jogged at oh. the, the roots. Um, but anyway, um, I, I said we were going to have Rondé Barber up next, and we are. Um, and since we are, got a quick question for you guys. He was part of the 2002 Tampa Bay Bucks. They had, as you know, one of the game's top defenses. But Ray Lewis, who we had on the first hour, was part of the 2000 Baltimore Ravens, which also had one of the game's top defenses. So which do you prefer and why?
7: The only stat that matters in defense is points allowed. And the 2000 Ravens allowed only 165 points, 31 fewer than the Bucks. 33 fewer than the 85 Bears. Give me a team that keeps the other team out of the end zone. Few defenses in history did that like the Ravens.
8: I agree with Goose, but for a different reason. We all know uh, that he's the numbers man, Dr. Data. (laughs) I'm a different kind of guy, more of a man of the people. They were more vicious than Tampa. The Ravens wore you out. And they created contusions. I'm a contusion creating kind of guy when it comes <laughs> to defensive <laughs> football, and that's what they did. You know, Tampa kind of just wore you out. They didn't make mistakes, and finally you made a mistake. The Ravens just beat you down. And hey, uh, that, Goose, quick, that's defense.
5: Quickly, I agree with you, Ron, and Goose too. But 2000 Ravens have no defender in the hall. Goose, none. 2002 Bucks have Derek Brooks and Warren Sapp with John Lynch on the threshold, and Rondé Barber coming up. What does that tell you?
7: Tells me two things. Tells me how important Ray Lewis was. And also tells me you forgot about rod woodson
5: oh god you're right rod woodson yeah you did forget about him yeah right. um, that's
10: what happens when they
8: play in the back Well,
5: (laughs) that happens when when you get involved with the Raiders. I only think of the Raiders, but I do think of him more as a Steeler. Anyway, maybe Rondi Barber can settle this. As I said, we're going to get to him, and we are right after this. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance.
10: Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow.
11: You sit on the edge of a lake, worries floating away with each breath. You have just bundled your ATV and RV insurance and saved a large sum of money. Now all is perfect. You carry on a conversation with an owl. He asks most of the questions.
10: Ascend to a higher plane of insurance with Progressive. Bundle your outdoor vehicles and save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states.
11: Motel 6 has the message our nation is seeking.
1: Motel 6 is a great choice for travelers.
11: With the highest standards.
1: A clean, comfortable room with everything you need and nothing you don't.
11: Fiscally responsible.
1: Still for a great low price. Dedicated. We'll leave the light on for you.
11: Motel 6. Right on travel. Right for America.
1: I'm Tom Bodette and um, yeah, I approve this message. Book online at Motel6.com.
3: Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story: Marty and the Two for Four Dollar Croissant Sandwich.
12: Yeah, I go to Burger King. They got that uh, croissant sandwich deal, two for four dollars. It's wicked good with the sausage, dude. And two for four dollars—that is a huge bargain.
3: Well said, Marty Tasty, savory, sausage on a flaky croissant Hey, this is not breakfast This is a Burger King breakfast Get two croissant sandwiches now for just $4 Only at Burger King Price participation varies
18: On paper, summer is almost over On asphalt, that's an entirely different story During the Indian Motorcycle Legendary Summer Event Find great offers on America's first motorcycle Like a $1,500 trade-in allowance on select models With payments as low as $5 a day but only for a limited time. So see your Indian motorcycle dealer today and make your summer legendary. Promotion offers subject to credit approval. Offers valid through 9 16 Certain restrictions and exclusion supplies. See dealer for details. This square. is the ride. Talk of Fame
0: Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Cannot play with them. Rick Goslin, Cannot win with them. And Clark Judge.
17: Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. I want
2: winners.
5: You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So go! Well, speaking of winners, our next guest is a player who introduced offense to defense at Tampa Bay. Ronnie Barber played 16 seasons in the defensive backfield of the Tampa Bay Bucks, but still managed to score 14 career touchdowns on eight interceptions, four fumbles and two block punt returns. Rondy intercepted 47 passes in his career, including the NFL leading 10 in 2001, went to five Pro Bowls and picked up a Super Bowl ring during the 2002 season, playing on one of the best defenses of this generation. Ronnie Barber, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it.
7: Ronnie, 14 career touchdowns. Okay, you can level with us. How much of that was luck and how much of it was by design?
17: Oh come on now! You scored a TD. It's never by luck, right? I mean, <laughs> the ball is in your hand sometimes, and you know you get hit in the face by a football, and you know you still got to score with it. But I like I like to think that it's preparation meeting opportunity, right? Uh, you know, there's a few of them where there was some extreme extreme skill involved, but. You know, my very first uh, touchdown on, uh, actually, my second touchdown on defense was a sack fumble, or was a fumble by Donnie Abraham, and I picked it up and ran like 15 yards for a touchdown. Uh, so, it, uh, you know, you got to be in the right place at the right time a lot.
5: So it was by design, huh? <laughs> by design, intelligent design. Let's go, let's go by go. that.
8: There you go. <laughs> uh, you scored uh, three touchdowns on interceptions against the poor Donovan McNabb. It was otherwise a nice yeah. guy. I know you're pretty mean to him. Uh, he, he got two in one game, as a matter of fact. Guy nearly retired at that point. And you uh, also returned a Peyton Manning interceptions for a score. Uh, so of those 14 yeah. career touchdowns, which one was the most memorable and why does one really stand out for you?
17: Uh, well, you know, you know what's funny? i got a funny story for you real quick. After the, the two-interception, two-touchdown game I had against Donovan in Tampa, it was the hottest day of ever that i played in it's the same game that matt bryant had a 62 yard field goal uh to win it so my touchdowns got kind of overshadowed but the story is i was coming out of the stadium and uh donovan's mom was there and i ran into her and uh she, she this was obviously after the 2002 nfc championship game and she goes why do you always pick on my son <laughs> so i had to laugh i was like i'm not trying to i'm not doing it on purpose i like donovan um, but you know i had that I uh I I had some good ones. Uh my first interception for a touchdown was actually against my neighbor here down in Tampa, Benny tested and I had a pulled quad. So that one always sticks out in my head. Um uh, probably my favorite one uh was um uh, against Peyton Manning in that, you know, dreadful Monday night loss we had against the Colts when Tony Dungy came back to town. Um, but it was my interception that was our last score. Uh, and then Peyton, you know, went on to score 21 unanswered points and, and won the football game in overtime. But I, I, I think without without question, the most memorable one was the NFC Championship game. It was, you know, the last score in the vet. Uh, you know, we'd played that team. Early that year, got beat. They had knocked us out of the playoffs the previous two years. Got you know, got Tony fired here. Um, you know the gravity of the situation. And you know, I talked to other Bucks fans and people that were there. Uh, it, it was uh, it was one of the more special plays in my in my entire football life. So that's it.
7: And good riddance to the vet. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. We're, park. Yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs> we're speaking with former Tampa Bay cornerback and future Hall of Fame candidate Rondé Barber on the Talk of network you can find us at talkofmnetwork.com ronde let's talk a little bit about that 2002 defense that allowed the fewest yards mm-hmm. and points that season and then you went to the super bowl and you throttled the league's best offense otherwise known as ron's raiders so, yeah right? yeah what made that defense so dominant and where would you put it or rank it among the best defenses of all time uh i have a hard time ranking it um
17: I know we're in the conversation. I, I, I talk a lot about being in the conversation to be great, uh, and we were certainly in there. We had a, a level of sustained greatness for you know ten years, really. Uh, but we, we were great because of the defense, and I'm sure you've talked to John and, and Derek and these guys, and they'll all say the same thing. You know, the genius of it was in the simplicity. I, lo- I love the way that comes off because we didn't do a whole lot. You know, we were we're going to run cover two. We're going to run some. You know. You know, three high type looks. We we're gonna bring four strong or four weak when we we're in, in base or when we we're in nickel defenses. And teams knew what we were gonna do, but we had such a good cast of characters, and that's what made our defense popular was the characters. But they were all talented. Um, you know, you you know, you talk about Warren, obviously, and Derek. Uh, Simeon Rice was on that defense, and he was dominant that year. Um, me and John and and Dexter Jackson, who was the Super Bowl MVP in the secondary. I mean, it was it was it was a defense that was built um, to, to to win games against teams like the Oakland Raiders team. Teams are going to spread you out, uh, try to throw the ball around the park, and when you did that, you just opened up yourself to two or three great pass rushers. And you know, we took a lot of pride in what we did. We were all accountable to each other, and you know it was just uh, it, it was built on uh, a belief that we were going to be the best no matter what happened and you know 11 guys on that particular defense bought into it every single week
7: Ronnie the bucks set a super bowl records with five interceptions and three defensive touchdowns against the raiders that day yeah. you were 4 point under and i votes. didn't
17: have any of them <laughs> <laughs> i didn't have any of them
7: they were avoiding <laughs> you how confident were you heading into that game <laughs>
17: we were we were pretty confident you know that was uh, i think it was the last week i know it was uh a one week trip for us and we got got home from philly literally got on a plane a couple hours later and uh and got on a plane to to san diego um and the coaches stayed behind actually because they were they were doing a game plan for that week and when they got there on tuesday they had broken down the film obviously gruden had some familiarity with the offense uh and they said and it was just there's no way we're losing this football game they do exactly what what we're built to do again and for the most part, destiny was on our side, you know, our, we, we all felt like our main obstacle was the game before, you know, the game in Philly. Uh, And uh, they, they played right into our hands. You know, one thing the one person we knew we had to stop in that game was Charlie Garner and, and Charlie Garner didn't get the ball hardly at all. They changed their game plan. They were going to try to drop back and throw it. And, you know five interceptions later and those three touchdowns i mean it, it was it was it was a route from the beginning
8: problem with geniuses they outthink themselves <laughs>
17: right exactly, exactly One i'll take it <laughs>
8: exactly uh, i want to talk to you about a game that people don't talk about I, I think enough about your team is that 1999 nfc title game that you actually lost against st louis but the rams were averaging 33 mm-hmm. points a game and 400 yards a game and they were supposed to Drive you guys back to Tampa and all that, and it ends up being 11-6 game. Was that your greatest defensive effort? Maybe in some ways against the. Uh,
17: Yeah, I mean we had some other good ones, and I remember a Michael Vick game where, you know, Derek Brooks was chasing you know number seven from Atlanta all over the place, get him on the ground, and I think there was a 103-yard game that we had against the Giants at one point that we we actually lost. Um, But in terms of situations and. This game was going to get us to a Super Bowl. There, there. I don't think there's any question. Um, you know, that was that that, that offense was spectacular, as it, as it showed. You know, not only that year, but following years as well. Um, but it was again, it was the type of offense that we were kind of built to to, to win against. And um, you know, you take away the Bird Emanuel. You know, what is a catch? What's not a catch? That's where it started. As we, as, if y'all remember, then sure. uh, maybe we win that game with with giving up 11 points. And, that that last Ricky Pearl touchdown and I remember this like it was yesterday we had a, a a weak blitz on and the safety was late and we watched the film later it was like can't be late on that blitz the ball didn't even come out but um they made a great he made a great catch and they they deserved that championship that year just it just wasn't our time but uh as far as what we did on defense uh, we were we were we couldn't we couldn't expect it more and that, and that's what made our defense good we always rose to the occasion uh during those years and you know, our our I wasn't a dynasty, but could have been a dynasty. Could have started that year if if, if only.
5: Hey, Ronnie, we've got about 45 seconds left, but you mentioned Michael Vick. Quick mm-hmm. question for you: Which quarterback mm-hmm. gave you or your defense the most trouble?
17: Oh, we had a lot of them. Donovan gave us a bunch of trouble. Uh, far, about you know, you remember we were in NFC North for a lot of years. He picked us apart a bunch. But you know, Jake DeLome later in 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 his. In, in my career that team was built just like our team and uh you know familiarity bred understanding and he beat us so many times it was just frustrating
5: Rondy, thanks so much for joining us and you know what we talk about the hall of fame on here we look forward to having you on again when you're a hall of fame finalist i'll appreciate it guys thank you thanks Rondy. <laughs> that was former tampa bay defensive back randy barber and goose when do you think he becomes a Hall of Fame finalist?
7: I think in the first two years of his eligibility, uh, th- that class of 2018 is loaded. He may not make it that year, but I can see him being on the ballot the following season. There are, uh, th- there are some good cornerbacks out there, but this is the latest. is the greatest league. I'll
5: tell you what's the latest. We got to go commercial, but just around the corner, Ron Stake on Who else? Colin Kaepernick. This is the Talk of Fame Network.
9: Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai tankless water heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other. Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products.
14: Hey, we love Burger King Grilled Dogs. They're made with 100% beef, and they're 100%. Mm. They're so good, they make us want to sing like... Do, do, do. I can't do, believe do, it. Do, do, do.
15: Burger King made a dog. Made with 100% beef. Flame grilled anytime you want.
6: Labor Day shouldn't mean labor at your grill all day. Get out of your backyard and get over to Burger King for a classic flame-grilled hot dog for just a buck. It's the Dollar Classic Grill Dog Deal this weekend, only at Burger King. At participating restaurants, valid September 3rd and 4th limit, five per transaction while supplies last.
12: QL1, you've been talking a lot about Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans lately. What would you say is the best reason to use it? It's easy to use. You can get approved in minutes. It's convenient. Hey, uh, QL1, I asked for the best reason. Oh, hold on. I wasn't finished. You can share your pay stubs and bank statements at the touch of a button so you get real numbers, not estimates, and... Three, two, one... Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button,
13: get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030.
4: GEICO presents a voicemail from your friend, Tree Branch.
13: Hi,
6: uh, it's me, Tree Branch. So, about the other night, look, it's no secret your roof and I never quite got along. It's a roof and I'm a branch, and that's how these things go. But I'm calling to say I'm really, truly sorry about what I did to your gutters and skylights. And also, I'm not paying for the damage. Okay, Uh, bye.
4: Trees never pay for roof damage. Luckily, one call to the GEICO Insurance Agency makes it easy to switch and save on homeowner's insurance.
0: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Hey, this
5: Labor Day, get on over to Burger King and try a classic grilled dog for just one dollar. That's only Burger King. The offer is valid September third and fourth, and participation varies. The offer is limited five per transaction while supplies last. So I'll tell you what, I'd get over to Burger King this weekend. You know what? What it does this mean when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15 percent or more in car insurance? It means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So go. Take that classic grilled dog with you. Hey, listen, if you tuned into the top of the show or if you've been listening to Kevin Green, you know that we're not only sponsored by Renai but are operating out of the Renai studio where each week we will name our Renai Game Changer of the Week. It can be a play, player, a coach. You name it, we got it. But it's someone who made a difference in the past week. And, Ron, let's start with you. You have a nominee
8: for Game Changer of the Week. I do. That would be Ezekiel Elliott spent the morning in a head shop in Seattle in the evening stomping on the head of Seahawks safety cam Chantra like he was anything but mellow yellow. <laughs> Goose.
7: I'll go with Andy Lee. A year ago the only weakness on the NFC champion Panthers was their special teams. They had the only 500 point offense and their defense in the top six, but their kicking team was a sore spot, finished 28th in the league. Now they picked up the best punter and he solved the problem.
5: Well, I'm going with Seattle pass rusher Cliff Averill because it was his hit on Tony Romo that changed the game, especially that fantasy football game for Cowboy fans everywhere, as well as fantasy football fans (laughs) once interested in Dez Bryant and Jason Witten. I know Averill's hit wasn't dirty, and he called Tony Romo to apologize, but it was a game changer because, Goose, as you know, A, it might hasten Tony Romo to retirement, B, it should get the Cowboys to start thinking about life after Tony, and C, it might make the Cowboys pay attention next time when our Rick Goslin. (laughs) Dr. Data advises them to sit a player down. Exactly. Speaking of game chambers, game changers. There's that song. In the chamber. In the chamber with the game changer. There's that song again. Meaning, Meaning, Ron Borges is about to go anti cap on us and stand up. Yes, stand up for something. Ron, what do you have this week?
8: Well, you know, Colin Kaepernick's uh, stand not to stand for the national anthem seems to have hit both a nerve and a confused understanding of what the brave men and women of the military actually fight for. 49ers beleaguered former phenom announced last week he was not standing for the national anthem any longer because too many minorities in America are not as free as their white counterparts. Uh, This is hardly a news bulletin, but apparently to him. Having said that, this seems to have made some people nervous, other people angry, and a few people lose their minds. Kaepernick has been heavily criticized on anti-social media and by a number of NFL players and coaches for taking this position. To me, much of their criticism is bogus. bogus. One does not have to agree with his opinion, but the idea that it is disrespectful to members of the American military to exercise one of the rights they have fought and in too many cases died to provide us is about Bogus. bogus. An understanding of what they fought for, as I can imagine. They did not fight either for a 100-yard piece of cloth strung out across a football field or for some symbol of what America stands for. They fought and died not for a flag or a symbol for people to actually have the right to do exactly what Kaepernick is doing without, as some, of us has, some people have suggested, losing his job. Kaepernick gave a calm and reasoned explanation for his feelings and made some good points, including the fact that a cosmetologist in California has to undergo Twice as many hours of training as a police officer in the state of California to get a job. Anyone think that's not bogus? bogus? Now, his former coach, Jim Harbaugh, at first disagreed with CapEx motivation, but then quickly backed off and said it was his method that he had Fair enough. Harbaugh's brother, John, almost got it right when he quoted Voltaire. I like that. I may not agree with what you say, but I'll defend it until the death. You're right to say it. Fine. He said that's a principle our country's founded on, and I don't think he can deny someone the right to speak out or mock or make fun or belittle anybody else's opinion. If he stopped there, he'd have been fine, but unfortunately he became a football coach and he couldn't. Uh, he then went on to say this became uh, distracting to his team, and that's a concern. Hey, coach, maybe it's time we all got a little more distracted by what's actually going on in the streets and a little less distracted by the red zone channel. You think? To his credit, Colin Kaepernick has not complained about the vitriol he's faced. It he comes with standing up for something more than a song which is why too many people stand up for the anthem, but not much else.
7: Ron, should anyone be concerned with what a backup quarterback says, thinks, or does?
8: Well, I don't think that the, the, his position really should should make uh, any difference. And we're a celebrity-driven society. We all know that. Uh, if Tom Brady had done it, it would have been i I don't know, it could have been bigger, but it probably would have been. Uh, but I don't think that's the issue, uh, Goose. I think the issue is that he's raising some points that we ought to all talk about, and people don't want to do it. That's,
5: that's the two-minute warning. Ron, Tom Brady can't do it. He's sitting down too for the next four weeks.
8: Wow. <laughs> he is. And you're
5: upsetting justice. Anyway, there's that whistle again, meaning we're almost out of time. So, Derek, start the clock. We are going into the Yes, Dak Prescott two minute drill. Guys, how do you defend Eddie Lacy if they can't tackle him by his hair?
7: The old fashioned way put your face mask between the two and seven on the front of his jersey. Ouch. You listen to Donald Trump build a wall.
5: Adam Venturi says in Battle Kicker, Roberto Aguayo can call him anytime.
7: So what's his advice? I don't know, but I wish Adam would tell that to our Ron Borges. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Adam. I know his advice. Kick straight. Barkevius
5: Mingo. Yeah, there's that guy again. Says he's suffering from culture shock in New England. That's probably
7: because he's talking to Ron. What's so different? He's finding those lobster rolls taste a little different coming out of the Atlantic
8: than out of Lake Erie. Actually, he's finding that nobody massages his shoulders there or his ego. <laughs>
5: Why was Tony Siragusa cashiered as a sideline reporter?
7: He was a non-impact player on and off the field.
5: (laughs) Yeah, maybe
8: because he wasn't terribly interesting.
5: Calvin Johnson is joining Dancing with the Stars. Goose, why there rather than the Detroit Lions?
7: Because Cheryl Burke never gave anyone a concussion.
8: Exactly. When you dance with the stars, you may get
7: cut, but you won't get concussed.
5: If you were John Mara, how would you have handled the Josh Brown situation?
7: Five-game suspension. What he did was worse than Deflategate. Here's your severance check, Josh.
5: Gary Kubiak says the decision is forthcoming on Mark Sanchez. Any predictions?
7: The only reason you bring in Mark Sanchez is to start. He's not, therefore, he goes. Right, two words. Bye bye.
5: True or false? Contributors Jerry Jones, of the show, and Paul Tagliabue, and Senior Kenny Easley all are elected to the Hall of Fame in 2017.
7: <laughs> True, the work that committees should uh, it, it deserve full respect of uh, the full board. I dearly hope. Faults.
5: Who's the first coach fired this year and when?
7: San Diego's Mike McCoy by Thanksgiving. Ooh. Jeff Fisher because LA ain't St. Louis.
5: What's next for the Al Jazeera Four?
7: The
8: Dave <laughs> Clark Five. An <laughs> announcement that the league appreciates their full cooperation and hopes they enjoy their four game suspensions.
5: Anthony Weiner, Carmelo Anthony, or
7: Anthony Davis? Zorba the Greek, Anthony Quinn. <laughs> None of the above, Anthony and the Imperials. That's the end of the game. We'd like to thank Ray Lewis, Rondé
5: Barber, Mike Sherman, and Jerry Barker for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or find us on iTunes or your podcast app. So easy that Dak Prescott is doing it as we speak. Otherwise, look for us at this time and on this station next week. We'll be here. We hope you will be, too. Doc Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis, and within minutes you can download software to cure what
9: may be ailing your PC. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai tankless water heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products.
14: Hey, we love Burger King Grilled Dogs. They're made with 100% beef and they're 100%. They're so good they make us want to sing like I can't
15: believe you
6: Labor Day shouldn't mean labor at your grill all day. Get out of your backyard and get over to Burger King for a classic flame-grilled hot dog for just a buck. It's the dollar classic grilled dog deal this weekend, only at Burger King. At participating restaurants, valid September 3rd and 4th, limit fiber transaction while supplies last.
12: QL1, this is Control, checking in to see how excited you are for launch. Over. Well, actually, I'm kind of bored. You're about to travel 17,000 miles per hour through Earth's atmosphere, and you're bored? It just doesn't sound that exciting after using Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I was able to get a completely online custom mortgage approval in minutes. Wow, that is impressive. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com.
10: Push button.
13: Get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow.
11: You are on a spiritual journey towards savings. Your mind is drifting into uncharted territory as you use the Name Your Price tool to find policy options that fit your budget. Options that fit perfectly. Like football pants. Or the unitard thingies wrestlers wear.
10: Experience inner peace with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.